0: Mr. Gore, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wow, we did it! <laughs> Wonders of modern science.
1: Exactly. So I'm gonna turn down the volume a little bit so we don't get nasty feedback. Are you getting feedback
0: on your end? No, I, I'm not getting any feedback. You know, because I, I don't have my, I don't not on speakerphone, so I, but I can hear you fine.
1: Excellent so thank, thank you so much for agreeing to come on ancestral muses
0: well this it's my pleasure. thank you for having me no problem
1: and just as way of background for those that are listening, Daryl and I go back a little bit because we actually went to high school together.
0: Yes it's we won't, we won't we won't we won't go to the real numbers.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, I'll see everybody in September. Because, of course, we were supposed to be having—dare I say—what number reunion
0: in May? It was fifty. Was it fifty-five? No, it wasn't fifty-five. 40? And I think we're only up to like forty-five. We're close. To I think 40. yeah, it's forty-five. I, uh, you know, I'm just. You know.
1: <laughs> anyway, it got canceled because of the the situation with the virus and. As we speak, let me just share that I'm in Florida and Daryl is in Philadelphia.
0: Yes, I am. To to actually have a beautiful sunny day in Philadelphia for once.
1: And, of course, it is sunny in Florida. Yesterday we had rain, but be that as it may. Yay, go ahead, technology. So what I would like to do is we're going to talk a little bit about something i never knew about you even when we were in springside chestnut hill which is the history of
0: dennis farm okay okay so uh i'm gonna turn
1: it over to you and tell me what you will a little bit about your family story as to how dennis farm came into being
0: all right um First of all, let me introduce myself. My name is Daryl Gore. I'm the Vice President of Development for the Dennis Farm Charitable Land Trust. We're a 501c3 nonprofit that was developed to restore and promote um, the Dennis Farm. And the Dennis Farm is actually on the National Registry of Historic Places. Um, The Dennis Farm was founded by my... Seven-time great-grandfather, a Revolutionary War African American Revolutionary War veteran named Prince Perkins. Uh, Prince was a, a free African American, revolu- African American who fought in the Revolutionary War. He was part of the second connect- second regiment of the Connecticut Line. We know that he fought. We can document that he was in Valley Forge with president with General Washington, he also fought in the Battle of Brandywine as well as the ba- Battle of Stony Point, among other uh, battles that he served at but um, after the war, uh, he returned to Connecticut and with the funds that he received for fighting in the war, he purchased land in now what is now upstate Pennsylvania. Um, This is in Susquehanna Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania, which is about 25 miles northeast of Scranton in the northeast corner of the state. At that time, that part of the state was actually under – there was a little war that went on between the Connecticut Yankees and the William Penn settlers over that section of the land because King George's map makers, when they mapped out that land – Designated that land both as Connecticut and as Pennsylvania. So prior to the war, the Connecticut Yankees came down to that land, and the William Penn settlers came up from Philadelphia to that land, and started and had a little war that started before the Revolutionary War. It stopped so that they could fight against the uh, the Crown, and then after the war, they returned to the land and just started and started up again with another war. And it took until president Washington stepped in in 1792 that the war stopped. Um, But that was called the Yankee Panamite war. But uh, Prince Perkins was part of the fourth Connecticut second regiment of Connecticut line. And he used that money to purchase this land in us, which is now upstate Pennsylvania um, it was originally um, 100 and 125 uh, acres. Uh, later on, um, the farm was expanded to over 200 acres, and now, at currently, it is 153 acres of land that has remained in the hands of uh, the same African American family since the 1790s. Um, That Prince Perkins, as I said, was my seven-time great-grandfather, and um, he settled the land with his family, and as currently what the Dennis Farm Charitable Land Trust is doing is is we're raising funds to restore the 1820 uh, farmhouse on the property and convert it to a museum as well as build an interpretive center as a resource uh, for the, to show people, to give people uh, the story of the history of free African-Americans in Northeast Pennsylvania. And it actually was a very fairly, not large community, but there was a fairly vibrant community of African-Americans in the Northeastern part of the country and Susquehanna County was one of the largest areas of African-American settlement in that area. We okay, are... So
1: breathe, breathe for a minute. Oh, my God, you said all that I, I believe without taking a breath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, there is so much to unpack there, Daryl. I mean, I cannot imagine for those of us who are interested or have little or no knowledge or information about our ancestry, uh, be that on my paternal side, our maternal side. So can you tell us a little bit about who was it in your family or how did your family document or how, how did all this happen that everyone knows the
0: story, but I never knew the story and I've known you damn near 45 years. This, or longer. This, this has been part of, you know, for, for the members of my family, and this is my family on my mother, my maternal side. Um, this has been part of our family history again, going back to the 1790s. Yeah, um, and it's the and we it's we called we wanted to keep it. We initially we wanted to keep it a little known sort of story of African American and American history. You know, we we, we didn't want. My grandparents and, and, and my ancestors did not really want to dra- brag about it. We were just thought that we were part of that community. We, we grew up and lived in that in that community. Our, our family lived in that community, and we were just part of the community. And it wasn't until um, my sister, um, Denise Dennis, who was uh, chairman and CEO of the Dennis Farm Charitable Land Trust, that she told her story to um, Charles Bloxland, I think it was, and uh, oh, wow. when she told the story, um, he had she, she was working for the uh, I believe she was working for the Urban League at the time. She wrote a story, a publication that came out in I believe it was the late set '70s, early '80s, that you know that's, that that started the momentum towards this. And then at you know at the time. The farmhouse on the property, and you know, had really gone into a, a deteriorated state. Um, and my great aunt Hope, um, my, I, owe, I owe, we all owe a, a debt of gratitude to my great aunts Hope and Edith, um, who kept the farm in the family despite the fact that there were a lot of pressures on it to for them to sell the farm. My, you know, my. Great Aunt Edith and my great aunt hopes that this farm was not going to go out of our, our, our family. Um, when my wow. great grandfather, Sumner Dennis, um, he, he got to, when he became too sick to pay for and take care of the farm, my great aunt Edith, who was a school teacher in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, on her salary, saved up the money to pay off the the taxes and indebtedness on the farm. And back in the 1930s, she basically leased out the land to the local farmers. So they used the, the land, this acreage for pasture land. But she restored the farmhouse back then and made that into her summer vacation home that she basically used not only for her summer vacation, but she would invite members of the family and her friends up to the farm. And we have many we have many photographs of, of, of the people that came to visit the farm. And, you know, if, if, you, if you understand what life was like for African-Americans, especially back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, there was just not a whole lot of places that African-Americans could go. And even though we weren't in a hotel, but all of her friends would come and stay at the farm. So, you know, wow. this was kind of like a green book story. But so, but that, yes,
1: I was just going to say the green book story. And for those who have not seen the movie, it is certainly worth watching it. And it was, um, if you will, a directory which was put together by believe, a U.S. postal worker who
0: you know, black
1: people up north who, generally speaking, their roots are in the south. I mean, I was born in Georgia, in Cuthbert, Georgia, the same little town that my mother and father were both born in, and so that's where my roots are in Georgia. But because my father was in the military, we never went to Georgia during the summer, but I know for a lot of people up north, it was like an annual pilgrimage that during the summer months, People from up north would go to the Carolinas, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, a lot of places. And, you know, because we weren't able to to stay in regular hotels, we weren't able to to eat at restaurants, you know, we, we did what we had to do. And so he compiled this book, and it's so funny because I just happened to have on my dining room table here in Orlando at the Orlando Museum of Art, they had... Um, a showing of the movie that I got to go to, and I'm just looking at it right here. It was the Green Book Guide to Freedom, and it was shown as well on the Smithsonian Channel. It was an eye-opening, very, very interesting aspect of our history, and that's why hearing you tell this story um,
0: has anyone in your family ever thought about actually writing a book about this? Well, actually, we um, there's a number of projects in the works. As I said, we're we're um, we're um, in the process of uh, doing. We're working on several pro- projects concurrently. Um, first of all, we um, m- there are a number of items in our family collection books. Um, books and artifacts that, are, that, that were uh, in our family collection. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the Smithsonian because they are in the Smithsonian. Uh, we were actually, our fam- parts of our family collection were actually in one of the preview exhibits uh, for the African-American wing for the Smithsonian prior to its opening. There was, a, there was an exhibition that, that uh, two years before its opening called Through an African-American Lens that was in the American history wing of the um, Smithsonian that included um, several of our family books and artifacts, um, including my great-great-great-grandfather's glasses, uh, uh, a candle wax wick, our family Bible, and our family tree was on display that had all of our family names, including mine and, and my wife and my daughter. And that was on display in this exhibit in the American history wing of the uh, Smithsonian. And several of our items are in the permanent collection uh, in the African-American wing of the Smithsonian as well. Uh, so, so, um, And uh, so we have that. Uh, my sister is currently working, my sister Denise is currently working with an illustrator to produce a series of Children's books on our family history because again, not only uh, is is the history of Prince Perkins, but um, on my six time great grandfather's side, Henry Dennis, who married Angeline Perkins and became um, Angeline Perkins. Is that w- and that is when the farm expanded. Well, Henry Dennis married uh, a woman named Hannah Benson, and her brother was a person named um Dido Benson, and that's a very he has some very interesting history we, you know last week, uh, last Saturday we celebrated the ride of Paul Revere and how he rode through concord Concord Massachusetts, letting the the people know that the regulars were coming well there's also the story of Dido Dingo Benson, who also rode at the same time with Paul Revere. And he was an eight-year-old African-American uh, with his trumpet who took the southern route to let the people know that the regulars were coming. But that was he is also one of our ancestors from Concord, Massachusetts, through the Dennis and the Benson family. So.
1: I mean, your stories are like unbelievable. <laughs> and I don't know if most people grasp, as I've always said, that, you know, African American history and American history mm-hmm. is inextricably wound up together. So, you know, we we are each other, and, and I hope that in this conversation, and hopefully will be one of, of others that we can have moving forward, that it will spark an interest in people to Explore their own family roots, but certainly support you and your family. So let's talk for a little bit. You had mentioned earlier that the Dennis uh, Farm Family Trust is a 501c3, and for people who are not familiar with what that is, that's a charitable designation. Yeah, we're a nonprofit organization. And... Nonprofit, correct. And so, people, if they were interested in donating, um, to your efforts, how would they do that, and so that people know it is and it would be tax deductible.
0: Well, let me first explain to you what one of our major family, one one of our major goals for the Dens Farm Charitable Land Trust. Last year, okay. we were very fortunate to receive a grant from the National Endowment for the Humanities uh, towards a restoration. Of the farmhouse on the property, uh, the farmhouse was built circa 1820 um, uh, on the Henry Dennis part of the far, uh, farm. Um, and we now are in. We now have plans together. We have the architectural plans, and we're raising funds to restore the farmhouse and convert it into a museum to exhibit not only the history of our family, but the family, but the history of african americans in that region so that we it's a matching grant and it's a four hundred thousand dollar grant but unfortunately it's a chance it's not even a matching grant it's a challenge grant we have to raise 1.2 million dollars to raise that to receive that money from the national endowment of Humanities. so that is what we're in the process of fundraising do uh, do, raising funds for so we do have a um, website you can go to it's www.dennisfarm.org, where you can find out more inter- more is more information on the history of the farm what we do we have several events that 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 occur over the course of the year we have um annually we have a forum that we um Well, actually, the last two years, we've had a forum on promoting racial understanding. The first year, we had it at the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia. And this year, in February, we had it at the Museum of the American Revolution. Both were very well attended, and we had very interesting speakers for both of those. We also, every year, have our annual symposium, which which We do in conjunction with a college in that area, Keystone College, where we invite speakers to speak on the farm, aspects of the farm and African-Americans in that area. And we have tours of the the farm. But all that information is available if you go to our website, org. We also have a Facebook page that is in development, as well as an Instagram page that we're currently working on developing and expanding. Unfortunately, the developer of that page is me. And, and I have the people.
1: Big- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well so look, I feel your pain because, you know, everything that we're doing here, I kind of self-taught yeah. myself. I, I created my own website. I too am on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, a personal one, and a business one. So all I can tell you is you got your work cut out for you. I will follow you. And to anyone who is listening to the podcast, I implore you to follow and to get the word out. And I believe there's a way you can leave questions. If you have any questions for yeah. Darren, I can follow up with him at a right. later date and you, time. And you Jonathan. can. You, the the questions that we can have uh plan another episode so when you were talking about the collaboration with keystone yes. college are there other educational institutions oh, in your area Oh, we, we, not we, necessarily in your we
0: area have collaborations that, with a number with a number of educational institutions um we 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 have a par- we have a partnership with cheney university We also um, State University SUNY New York State University of New York in Binghamton actually has formed an archaeological dig at our farm where they uncovered over 1,600 artifacts that they're they're holding in reserve for us until we do open the the museum. Um, Several, several, some of those artifacts were actually were taken by um, the Smithsonian also. Um, we have partnership with Cheney University, Penn State, um, Number, uh, elite, the local school district uh, in that area, Mountain View School District, has actually cataloged, cataloged all the trees on our property and has, has actually produced maple syrup from several of our tree, trees. I actually have a jar of maple syrup oh my in, in my kitchen this right so now. It's good stuff. <laughs> But um as it stands,
1: this has got to be like one of the best kept secrets that I'm aware yeah. of Darrell. OK, I cannot believe that all these years I knew nothing about this. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, we're really we are really in kind of the nascent stage of developing the, the, the trust and getting our name out there and raising funds. I mean, we're doing what we can. Uh, Recently, we spent a week at the Pennsylvania Farm Show, getting our name out there, and we'll, we'll, we we you know offer tours. Um, and through Keystone College, they have docents that are available if people are interested in taking a tour. One of the things that we are also in the process of devel- developing is because of the, cor- corona, the coronavirus thing right now, and people can't get up there. Mm-hmm. We're hoping that very soon we'll have a virtual tour of the farm available on our website.
1: Um, that will be so
0: cool. So, which we, 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 we
1: and you're right with the virus. You know, we had to think differently about how we communicate. Hence, us doing this remote podcast. But you know what? Um, I had an interesting thought, and because we know, hopefully. Our reunion will be coming up when, hopefully, in September. Um, I would think that you know maybe there could be some some shaking of some money at Springside Chestnut
0: Hill. Would uh, be. I I I am trying to shake every tree that that might have some 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 loose change in,
1: uh, and, and writing that. And we know that Springside, Chestnut Hill trees—they have—they have, they have a loose
0: change on I, them, okay? I, that. True that. Um, you know the, the the big issue. You know that w- the big challenge that we're facing right now is because of the the, the the economy being in a way the way it is. A lot of um, philanthropic money is while it's there. It's more focused in areas other than historic preservation. So we're we're doing our best to try and keep our name out there until the environment improves somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, we we were very we were very fortunate initially, but right now with the with with the issues involved with coronavirus, you know, a lot of philanthropic money is going, it, it, rightfully so, toward helping and feeding those people in need and we, we recognize that Absolutely. we have to uh, take a somewhat take a back seat to making sure people can eat and pay their rent and pay their mortgage and pay their bills and that's where that money should be going and we agree that that's where that money should be going right now but we're hoping that they not what don't forget about so fascinating is we are so fortunate to have gone to the type of school where we meet people
1: who are connected absolutely and so it's it's not that for me it's not a quantum leap to think that any of our classmates may know someone or they may be able to hopefully help you because in helping you we're helping each other so I personally am going to make sure that when we finish this I'm going to send you the link so that you can Uh, post this on if you have a Facebook page. Okay. You can put it on your website and this will be another way for us to try to get information out there, which is the whole premise behind me starting um, Ancestral Muses because it came to me, how lucky am I that I know people from all over the world, everybody has a story to share and if I can be instrumental in helping people share their stories and I'm having fun. I mean it's like a win-win for me and a win-win for everybody
0: else. Absolutely and any help that you could any help that you could give me would be greatly appreciated and we would consider it to be a blessing towards our
1: cause. I know that's right. So I know you did mention that you're also, that Dennis Farm is on the National Registry yes, we of Historic Places. we are on the
0: National Registry of Historic Places. We, we actually have a plaque outside the farm. If you go to our website, you'll see the plaque that, that was dedicated now two years ago, three years ago, um, of our National Historic um, Designation. As I, as I said, we have a part of our collections in the Smithsonian, and uh, so, and we this, the grant that we received from the National Endowment for Humanities, in addition to the, the grant that we're receiving, the National Endowment um, is the NEH has told us that when you know, with the 2025, um, what is that, whatever centennial celebration that. That is coming up in 2025. They want to highlight the Dennis Farm as uh, a, one of the leading examples of life for free African Americans in the 18th and 19th century. So um, we are, you know, receiving notoriety and getting our name out there in that manner. So we're hopeful we're hopeful that will, if not having it done. The, the restoration of the farmhouse will be well underway by that time. Cool.
1: So now what you may not know about me, Daryl, is I think it was, <clears throat> let me see, was it two years ago? Three years ago? Let me go over here and check real quick. Okay, 2017. I had the opportunity um, to write opinions, um, if you will, for our local newspaper, the Orlando Sentinel. I was part of the Orlando Sentinel Advisory Opinion Board. I was one of several people, um, and it was an incredible experience. So I might suggest um, perhaps you or someone else, or perhaps when I come up there, I would have no problem because, you know, you do have the Philadelphia Inquirer and in the area where Dennis Farm is located, I'm sure there are local newspapers that maybe to spark interest, you or someone could write um, an editorial piece to make them aware that you are. Oh, well,
0: there, there, there have been several That's articles been that
1: perhaps in the local about. media
0: on us, so we, we are getting our name out there whenever we can. Yes. That, I, okay. I could so, tell you some stories, you know, s- some some stories about my ancestors that, that are in local papers up there. Uh, wow. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm still blown away by the fact that your family has been able to hold on to this property for as long as you've been able to hold on to it, that you're able to document it, that you have all of these designations. And there are people... Um, all over the United States, who are always looking for educational tours or things about African American history, U.S. history, because it's all one and the same. And it's just a matter of of time. And I know you just recently retired, so now you have time to devote to this, whereas before you were working. Yes, time job.
0: absolutely. But-
1: so now it's like, yay. Full Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That's one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I, I retired.
1: Cool. That, I mean, I, words, I just cannot find the words. So is there anything else you want to share with us or do, is there anything else that well,
0: we want to talk I, about? I t- well, it's, a, it's entirely up to you. I could, I could go on and on. This is, this is what I do. And this is, you know, this is my family history. And I can, tell you anecdotes or do we want to save it so that we have an opportunity to come back and, and talk about this again?
1: I would say let's save some for that, another That episode. would work with me. <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to say in parting, but you like to share with us again? Oh, you know what yes. I wanted to ask you? I know that with the virus, this may not be um, possible but do you all sometimes um, have people who might be willing to volunteer their time or their services? And if it were people who were interested in doing something like that, how would they make that happen?
0: As it stands now, uh, we, we have this partnership with Keystone College. So if anyone is interested in taking a tour of the property, they can contact. Well, unfortunately, Keystone is closed because of the coronavirus. Um, so, but we're hopeful. We're, we're still hopeful. We have and we have our annual symposium in October, and we're always hopeful that by that time um, the facilities will be open at Keystone College and that we can have our symposiums. Usually, we we try and schedule it for the first week in October. Um, so so tentatively, we have not canceled it as of yet, but if anyone is interested in uh, attending the symposium or finding out more, please feel free to go to our website, uh, org or go to our Facebook page. It's The Dentist Farm uh, on Facebook. And they can like the Dennis Farm, and if they want to leave a message for us, I will respond to them as quickly as I can.
1: Cool. And so I am going to send you the link that you'll be able to uh, post it on Dennis Farm. Facebook Excellent. Facebook. Cool. Daryl, I want
0: to say thank oh, thank you, so you for much. having me. I thank you for having.
1: Lot. me. I learned a lot. I mean. Forty-five years or more, and and I had no clue. I
0: would say this was like a well. Well, okay. it was it wasn't intentionally kept as a secret. It was just not you know, it, when it's part of your family history, sometimes you forget you, you you take its significance for granted. And it wasn't until we it wasn't Absolutely. until we started sharing it with other people that they. They they said you need really need to share this with others. So,
1: and I'm glad you listened. And thank you so much for sharing it with me on Ancestral Ancestry. So I thank you. Tell them I will. I said hello, and I'm going to I'm going to end it now. And then
0: it'll take a couple of minutes maybe for it to do what it do. And then I will. Very good. Rolling. Thank okay. you so much for having me. No thank, no, thank you, I can't, I can't wait. In to see us hopefully in and you take care. I'll tell tell your mom and your brother. Right. I said hi. Both of you, both Absolutely, both man. both Charles Love and Kenny. So thanks that. a lot. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.